Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We're delighted to have you here with us. Uh, it's a momentous occasion for the university, a historic occasion. We announced the uh, passing of the torch from a gentleman who has been one of the leading presidents in this country for some time to an extraordinary new and talented person who will be in the view of the Board of Trustees and the search committee, an extraordinary leader for us as we move on in, into this century. Uh, my name is Robert Rawson. I have served for some time as chair of the executive committee of the Board of Trustees, and I also served as chair of the search committee. So in that capacity, I'm delighted to present to you the 19th president of Princeton University, Dr. Shirley Tillman. I will say a few words about Dr. Tillman, then I will ask Harold Shapiro to add his observations on this occasion, and then we will hear also from Dr. Tillman, and we will be delighted to answer your questions uh, when we're finished with that process. Uh, before, I, before I start, let me ask, uh, let me identify who else is in the room for the benefit of those from the press. Uh, on my left is Paul Wives, the Vice Chair of the Executive Committee of the Board of Trustees, who served as Vice Chair of the Search Committee. And on the far right here is Jim Sturm, also a Vice Chair of the Search Committee, Professor of Electrical Engineering uh, here on the campus. Uh, it's a privilege and also in the room are members of the President's Cabinet uh, and my fellow trustees uh, and other interested uh, people from the campus. So we're delighted to have everybody assembled here. It's my privilege uh, and honor and pleasure to uh, introduce and to talk for a minute about uh, Dr. Shirley Tillman. The committee, the search committee, made a very broad, extensive, and intensive search all over the country looking for the best person to be the leader for Princeton. Sometimes when you look for something far and near, you find the solution much closer than you might have anticipated it would be. Some of you may know that when we started this process last October, uh, Shirley Tillman was a member of our committee. In fact, she was a very strong, active, and contributing member of that committee. But as we got into the process, it wasn't long before individual members of the committee were approaching me to say privately, why don't we consider Shirley Tillman as a candidate for the presidency of Princeton? And I said at the time, I said, uh, let's wait. Part of that was selfish on my part because I valued the counsel that I was getting from Shirley. But part of it was out of fairness to her because I did not want to get her into the process unless and until we got to the point that the committee collectively had a confidence that Shirley was one of those that we wanted to consider in the final innings of the search. About four months into the process, just by a fortuity, we were holding a meeting and Shirley was called away because of another commitment. A characteristic of Shirley Tillman, that commitment was to teach so she left to, reach, to meet her teaching commitment, which gave the committee an opportunity in her absence to discuss whether we were seriously interested in her. Reached the conclusion that we were, I then approached Shirley and asked her if she would permit us to consider her for the presidency of Princeton. And thankfully for the process and for the university, she told me that she would be, be glad if we did. From that point on, which is about six weeks ago, the committee looked intensively at Shirley as well as at uh, other candidates. And as a consequence of that look, we reached the clear 
conviction that Shirley Tillman would be the best person to become president of our great university. And that is why we're here. But let me explain what the reasons that lie behind the committee's decision was and why the, why the Board of Trustees just a few minutes ago uh, elected Shirley Tillman to be our 19th president. First point I would make is that Dr. Tillman is an outstanding scholar, uh, a world-renowned molecular biologist uh, who is not only, not only revered within her profession, but also highly respected and serving on about every committee that deals with any issue within molecular biology that you could imagine might, might arise. She is a 15-year member of the Princeton faculty uh, who really knows this place and who understands it in all of its being and fiber. I'll get back to that in a minute. She is also fiercely dedicated to this university, and that's a quote from somebody external to the university who has known Shirley within, within her science. She has a passion and enthusiasm for any of you who know her for whatever she does, but in particular, those passions extend to her science, to the profession of teaching, to her students, and to service, service to the university and service to broader public interests as well. And if you listen to that list, you can see that her passions align quite directly with those aspects of Princeton, which those of us who love her associate so importantly and believe to be so distinctive about the university. Start with teaching. She received in 1996 the President's Distinguished Teaching Award. In 1993, she was a founding member of the Science and Technology Council, which was created on this campus in order to develop a curriculum of courses available to non-scientists about matters of scientific interests. And she has consistently taught and co-taught within that program. She was one of the first to teach a freshman seminar. And finally, anecdotally, uh, when we had our last meeting of our committee at which we decided that we would in fact recommend Dr. Tillman to be our president, she was awaiting in an anteroom while we completed our deliberations. And what was she doing? She was reading a senior thesis, uh, again, indicative of the kind of priorities that uh, Dr. Tillman has. Second passion is scholarship. I won't spend a lot of time on it. She runs a major molecular biology lab. Uh, postdocs, students, undergraduate students, graduate students. Uh, she has been dedicated to her scholarship and has a reputation for, for it in the field. And, and passion for service. Uh, she's been on multiple committees of the university, including the committee of three, which deals with appointments and advancements to the faculty on two different occasions and a variety of other committees that serve the interests of this university. And she, as I said earlier, has been on a variety of committees that serve her science. I mentioned earlier that she has a true understanding of this, this place. That understanding and understanding of those values which are so significant to the university. She has a real appreciation for the important interaction between teaching and research, which is so much a part of the pulse of this university. She has an appreciation for the important balance among the humanities, the social sciences, the sciences, and engineering, which again are the cohesive whole that make up this, uh, this place. She has a real appreciation for the primacy and the significance of having a high quality teaching faculty here. And she has some of that tiger spirit that animates the Princeton family, those who are close to the place, 
uh, only understand what, what, what I mean, and it's hard for me to put it in tangible words beyond what I've just said. As a consequence of all this, she really vibrates to the strings that are Princeton and, and epitomizes really the mission that is this university. And I, I, say, I, I say the last factor that was important to us for last, and that is simple character, fundamental moral values, the kind of value set that leaves this committee, our committee, and the Board of Trustees confident that she can be, should be our leader. One national leader in science said she is a very principled person and then analogized her to Harold Shapiro, saying that almost anybody that you talk to about the qualities that have distinguished Harold Shapiro will start with character. And so it is with, uh, with Shirley Tillman. To spend time with uh, Dr. Tillman, which I have done uh, significantly over the last weeks, uh, is only to lead one to grow in your admiration and impression for the deep wellspring of values that, that are a part of her and what she lives, so that we, the trustees, reach the conclusion with confidence that no matter what the issues may be that face us as we move into the future, and of course one can't anticipate what, what will be the challenges that face our next president, that she has that set of values in which we can have confidence that her judgment will be informed by those values and we can have confidence in the direction that the university will take. So for all those reasons, our committee recommended to the Board of Trustees and the Board unanimously and enthusiastically elected Dr. Tillman, our 19th president. Uh, those are the reasons. Having said that, let me ask Harold Shapiro to add his observations. Well, thank you very much. Shirley, you'll excuse me if I'm brief on this occasion. I think people would rather hear from you as I would. Uh, just to say to everyone here that I'm enormously excited and enthusiastic I think Shirley will make a great leader, not only for Princeton, but for higher education. As I told the Board of Trustees uh, this morning, just prior to when they elected Shirley, that I would uh, stake everything I've accomplished here at Princeton uh, for what I think she will accomplish uh, in the uh, years ahead. So I think it's going to be an extraordinarily exciting time for our faculty and our students and our alumni. And I look forward uh, to watching that and look forward to participating in that in any way I can. So, Shirley, congratulations. It's a great moment for Princeton. Thank you. Shirley, please say a few words. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I would like to begin by saying that uh, it is, it is a, a deep honor and uh, a privilege to be able to serve this university that I love so well and to be its 19th president. Uh, this university has been served enormously well by its leadership. Uh, it is quite amazing that it's in its 255 years it has only had 18 presidents. And I think it, in fact, is a reflection of the fact that people who serve this place uh, serve it with dedication, with love, and with enormous respect for the traditions that are represented uh, by this place. When I think about what makes Princeton such a special place for me, what I think of is the absolute commitment to excellence 
in everything that we do. The feeling that one should never rest on one's laurels, no matter how important we think our last achievement was, there is always some way in which we can, in fact, do better than we have done in the past. The second thing that makes this place such a wonderful home for me is the commitment that this place has to education. We, as a faculty, are united in our commitment to the notion that every single one of us is a teacher. We care about our students, both our undergraduate students, our graduate students, our postdoctoral students. We respect ourselves because we respect our teaching. But coupled to the teaching is this extraordinary thing we do at Princeton, which was we couple teaching with gaining knowledge, the search for knowledge. Every one of the students who leaves here, leaves as a scholar, has been taught, in fact, not how to just accept knowledge, but in fact how to seek it out, as represented by the junior independent work and the senior thesis that is the hallmark of a Princeton education at the undergraduate level, and of course the PhD thesis that is the hallmark of all graduate degrees at this university. This place has a rich tradition, a tradition that I feel great responsibility, in fact, to preserve. At the same time, we are moving forward into a new century. There are going to be new opportunities, new exciting challenges, and I think that this university, which has been left in such extraordinarily good condition by the stewardship of Harold Shapiro, is, in fact, going to be able to lead in higher education and lead from strength. And I will give you just one example recently, is the commitment that the Board of Trustees made to ensuring that the doors of this university are open to every talented student in this country, irrespective of their ability to pay. I think that this was an extremely important move, and one that I certainly was proud of as a faculty member. When I think about leaving behind a life that I have loved, I have loved being a scientist. I have loved being a faculty member at this institution. What allows me to, in fact, think about leaving behind that part of my life and move forward to a new part is, in fact, my deep and abiding respect for this institution and the thrill of the opportunity to lead it for the next few years. And I am happy, as all of us are on the committee, here to answer questions. We're open for questions. Well, it is a wonderful feeling to be the first woman to lead this university. 
we have been coeducational for 30 years now. We have had women on the faculty uh, for at least that length of time, Suzanne Keller being, in fact, the very first woman faculty member here at the university. Uh, it is time for a woman president, and I am just uh, excited that I will have this incredible privilege of being that person. That's correct. So uh, uh, many of you in the room know that for the last two and a half years, I have been the director of the Lewis Sigler Institute for Integrative Genomics, whose home is currently a very large excavation site uh, down at the uh, base of uh, campus near Poe Field. Uh, certainly one of the very first things that I'm going to do in the coming weeks is to plan uh, a very effective transition because that institute is in my heart. I have worked very hard uh, to try and uh, build it for the last two and a half years, and uh, a high priority is to ensure that it has a great director moving forward. Uh, I have uh, been in this position all of about two hours, <laughs> and I am going to take a breath uh, for the next probably three or four months and, and uh, begin to come to some answers to that question. At the moment, I think I uh, need to reflect and to actually uh, reach out to my colleagues on the staff, my colleagues on the faculty, uh, in the senior administration uh, to work through the answer to that question. Not a word. <laughs> In a word, not a word. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the, uh, Harold and I have discussed a transition. Uh, the date that we have settled on is June 15th. So I, um, I believe I will be able to do that. Uh, I have, uh, as you say, I have been here for 15 years. And in the 15 years, I have uh, had, I think, a broad exposure to many of the constituencies uh, on this university campus. Uh, clearly, my greatest exposure is to the sciences, and in particular to the sciences that are related to the new institute. But perhaps one of the most effective learning experiences about this university that any faculty member can have is service on the committee of three, which is the committee that oversees all promotions and appointments in the university. It gives one a, a very broad look at across all of the uh, disciplines, and it was really during my service, uh, which I did twice on that committee, that I think I made a transition in my heart from being an employee of this institution uh, 
to being a Princetonian. And I feel myself that I have this institution in my blood and in, in a way that may not be identical to the way in which an undergraduate or a graduate student might have it, but it's there. Other questions? <laughs> well, I will tell you that it, um, uh, the hardest transition was probably uh, the freshman year when I discovered things about student life <laughs> that I might have preferred not to know. Uh, so when I say, how did I learn about what it is like to be a student here? I can tell you one of the ways that I learned uh, the answer to that question by, was having some rather fascinating conversations with my daughter, Rebecca. I don't really want to make any comments on the search process or the process of the committee. Mr. Rawson can deal with in all those. Uh, too many for me to recall. Uh, I, we consulted very broadly, and Dr. Toma's name came up often, I can tell you that. <laughs> to be honest about it, we have not talked about that, and it's not something either I or Dr. Tillman worries about. Any other questions? Yes. Well, by the, at, the, at the start, we probably had a couple of hundred people, which we winnowed down over time. The process was really an organic process. Some people rising and others others falling. Uh, so it depends on what point of time you're talking about. Right now we have one. <laughs> Ballpark over 200 were, were recommended to us by someone. We had, a, we had a selection committee, the identity of which you'll find in the press release. And then they made a recommendation to the Board of Trustees. It's the Board of Trustees that's empowered to elect the President. We had a special meeting this morning at 11 o'clock, uh, and by acclamation, elected Dr. Tillman. Uh, I, I don't recall. True answer. I think one of the uh, Princeton service that, uh, that was probably very important uh, in this respect was chairing the Council on Science and Technology. Um, this is a, a group of faculty and students 
who were really uh, uh, given the task by Harold uh, over 10 years ago now to think hard about how, in fact, we should be teaching science to majors who were not majoring in either the uh, sciences, in other words, uh, uh, in the humanities and the social sciences. Uh, the committee was a very broad-based committee, include people from the humanities departments, the social science departments. And really what we were trying to do is think about what aspects of science education would we like to have a graduate of Princeton University exposed to. Um, the wonderful thing about uh, being involved with the council is that it led me, in fact, into uh, at least five years of teaching uh, that involved only non-science students. Uh, one of them, in fact, Brian Johnson, who is in the audience I know today, uh, who was an excellent student, I might add. And I think just th that exposure that I had to the kinds of students who I wouldn't have seen normally by remaining just in the molecular biology department uh, was a very important um, experience for me. Uh, as all senior faculty uh, in this university, I have also served on many committees in the university that cross the boundaries between the four divisions. Uh, I have served on search committees, for example, that uh, chose uh, a dean of the faculty. I, I served on search committees that identified the university librarian, uh, despite the fact that I told them at the beginning of the search that I had been in Firestone twice uh, in my career, and one of those times was to find a book for my daughter. Um, so, but in fact, uh, uh, through that committee, of course, I learned an enormous amount about the library, about its, the way uh, in which it works, in, in how it relates to the science libraries, uh, and most importantly, uh, learning uh, its, its value uh, to the faculty who, in fact, go in that library every single day of their lives. So by all these kinds of uh, experiences that I've had over a period of 15 years, I think I have come to uh, appreciate the other divisions in the university. What I'm really looking forward to is the opportunity to understand those divisions in a much more uh, profound way than I do currently. I think one of the most exciting things about being the president of Princeton University is that for the next few years, I am going to be able to think about problems in the humanities. I'm going to be able to think about problems in the social sciences. I'm going to think about problems in the engineering school. Uh, and I think this will be an absolutely fascinating way to spend my time. Anything else? All right, thanks all of you for being with us. Congratulations, Dr. Tillman. I've got to leave now. I'm heading over to the Institute.